You're now listening to WXRWOP Milwaukee on 104.1 FM and on RiverWestRadio.com everywhere. Now you can also listen by telling your smart speaker to play River West Radio. Alexa, play YBL. Siri. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find YBL anywhere. <laughs> I know it's in the podcast Why both? app. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's forever going to be a joke, so it just it, so it she really know. Is. It really she is. I don't even know. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> what? What's YBL? So I'm more planning for a wedding. I said Really, I'm done. They definitely don't know what we're talking about. Come on now. Hi, sure. She don't bring, might. Don't bring There's somebody that definitely listens, I know for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, how you guys doing this week? I'm good. I'm laughing at Mwanje because he was over here quoting the whole theme song. What theme song? Our theme song. No, I'm just talking about the part where I said deliberately medicine. That's I so hate that line. What? That's exactly how he sounds. Uh, I deliberately can't see Anyway. Uh. Wow. <laughs> that man just got convicted. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't don't put me don't be, don't don't ruin my reputation. Well, uh, I, I won't be out here doing this. <laughs> you don't want to talk about some putting stuff in candy. <laughs> it's a terminology. It's an idiom. And then you chose never to put that it. in the day. I've never, you heard, never heard, heard that. I will I will pull it up for he you. Have y'all heard of that? Oh, we he, didn't got to introduce a guest. Look, bring the guest in here. No, but this is how we usually start. So don't do that. But he chose to put that in the theme song because <laughs> we talking about the truth. The people, people say. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, so I don't hey. leave my cups around <laughs> I, I'm him. I'm just saying, somebody texted me. It was like, what is Mwanje talking about? Oh, my oh, God. Man. Y'all heard that idiom. It's an idiom. <laughs> they was like, <laughs> what are we putting in the candy? Right. Anyway. Medicine. What is this? Episode 56? Nyquil. Oh, my God. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R-E-E-S-E-B-E-R-A-4-Y. It's just Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, <laughs> and Instagram. Lassie. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat. Um, I used it today, and at Lacrim Lolo on Instagram and Twitter, Mwanje. And this is your boy Mwanje. That's M W A N J E. Follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje. You got it for leopard. Right and I don't put nothing in your drink. Just want to let people. What? Know. It's a joke. Anyway, right. let people know that we are joined by some amazing, <laughs> oh amazing, gosh. amazing, amazing guests. Um, amazing producer and directors of Black Girl in Training. Yeah, we're gonna talk to them in a minute. Santana. Yeah. And Emily. So, anything we need to clear up before we jump right in? Um, I never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I already <laughs> cleared up. <laughs> so, I, I will say that I was a little bit confused until I looked at the pamphlet. I thought Emily was white. Uh. <laughs> well, we'll probably learn <laughs> you know That's like not the first time that someone said that was white and I then it showed uh. up. I was talking to my mom and I was like, who said, we see who did their research. So, <laughs> <laughs> I knew she's uh. black for a while. <laughs> It's okay. You're you're kind of close. We'll clear it up for you. Yeah, yeah we'll I know. I looked at the pamphlet though, and I was like, okay, that, that, that's what makes it great. Um, before we jump right in, I guess I see. Tell them where they can find the podcast, which is separate from our radio show. You can find Young Black and Opinionated podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and now Spotify. So you have all the platforms to listen to it. 
check us out on any of those great platforms. Of course. Um, why well, anything else for you while you fix your phone over there? I'm not just turning off. I'll make sure it's on vibrate. Uh, no, just make sure y'all listen. <laughs> Be funny. Um, we were actually so like different. No, I was playing. Oh, take it out my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I've never been in them. Uh, I would in them. Moanje, please be right. a guest today. Uh, okay, talk your shenanigans. I'll turn it up, man. We got some lovely guests. I like so your we got some love. Thank you very much, my guy. Um, nothing else. Okay, fine. That's it. Let's jump right in, <laughs> ladies of uh, Black Girl in Training. I guess introduce yourselves. Tell the yes. people who you are. I'm Santana Coleman, and I'm the director of Black Girl Training. And I'm Emily Keister, and I'm the producer of Black Girl Training. Yeah. And I'm La Sierra, and I'm part of Black Girl Training as well. <laughs> and I'm Reese, and I'm going to be one of the. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just throw us in. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a cameo. <laughs> we, just came, we just came here to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I could Tyler Perry if y'all want me to. I mean, anyway. So we got uh, so to that big that. black woman? <laughs> wow. And they went, he's a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he put on dresses and stuff. He's a black man. <laughs> he's a black it's woman. Tyrus Perry. <laughs> wow. You would never live that down. I just want you to know that. Know. Titan Perry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, how no. did you guys meet? Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all gonna make my cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> We're funny today. We're oh, always oh, funny. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Santana and I met at work we both work at 371 productions which is a oh. local documentary company um so i started as an intern about three years ago right. and then santana joined the team i think like two and a half years ago mm. and then i left to like do school and like get a degree and then came back as like a real employee Mm. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. The internship. They work, y'all. They yeah, work. They work. <laughs> so tell you, you got the same story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same version. That yes. Got to ask. I'm like, the whole time. So, what, what kind of got you both into filmmaking? I know you said you went to school. Mm-hmm. Is that what you went to school for? Yeah, I went to school for film. Uh, I got into filmmaking just because I love like being able to tell other people's stories and like mm. getting to like show people kind of how other people live and, and other perspectives <laughs> without like having it be a news story where everyone has to throw in their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wanted to be a filmmaker since middle school. Mm. Uh, I vaguely remember somebody coming to my middle school and they must have been a filmmaker or something mm. and they talked about it, but that might have been a dream, so don't quote me <laughs> on that. Like, <laughs> I, it, was, it was one of them things where like you think it happened, but yeah. you like don't really super remember <clears throat> it, so I don't Excuse really me. know if it happened, but mm. I yeah. think it happened. And since then, I remember I wanted to be a filmmaker and it was literally a dream that I just never let go mm. of. Mm. And then I went to school for it and... What uh what middle school you go to? I went to uh, Mark M L K. Oh okay. Hey. Oh, okay. Yep. Down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what uh movies or television shows that kind of inspired you? Um, you both like that you can think of that kind of like you know what I want to make something like that or Jesus. I'm curious to see if this will be different. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, this is we've yeah. never got this question, so I'm curious too. Uh, um, I guess what like people think so like. When I think of what black girl training is, I always think it's like a mixture between insecure mm-hmm. and then like if you were going to make Fresh Prince, uh, like now okay. and black women. Oh, of, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I've been kind of putting it as, but I don't know. What do you okay. think? Uh, I mean, I agree in terms of black girl training, but just in general, as far mm-hmm. as what inspires me, I mean, oh, okay. oh my God, like, oh, the list goes on and on. But yes, definitely insecure. Uh, the shy just like anything by a good black woman first mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. and then also just like even stuff by white filmmakers like uh or white tv show makers 
whatever. <laughs> um, but like things like This Is Us and oh, Black Dish and uh, I know This Is Us is like that's my thing right there. I and uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't couldn't. think I'm emotionally ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, not even now. I just couldn't. I got into like, I couldn't. And then I started to as I kept watching and it just fell off. And I was oh like, forget it. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah. I got to <laughs> catch up because I got too emotional about it. And mm-hmm. I was like. What are some of the films that you you both were growing, as growing up that you saw that kind of got you that spark to say, you know, what, I might want to do this? Friday, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, we definitely uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Friday is definitely, of course, the start of, of, of so much. I mean, I'm 26, so I, I feel like anybody that's like a millennial that's around my right. age, like mm. Friday was kind of just that joint for us. And then, of course, like stuff like Boys in the Hood, Minister uh, Society, Paid mm-hmm. in Full, just like all the good classic black movies. And then not only just like the hood stuff, just also like Soul Food and yeah. Poetic Justice love and Love, oh, Love Jones and <laughs> Love and Basketball, just the, the yeah. movies that's just like good for your soul that like you still to this day could just cuddle up and watch it. Right. Even mm-hmm. if it's by yourself with a pillow, you just like, <laughs> you just want to watch it. What about you, Emily? Any movies? Any you TV shows? Uh, just growing up. It's funny, saw? like, everything that Santana mentioned is, like, everything that's on my Your black list? girl training list because mm-hmm. I, like, literally just watched Friday for the first time, like, a month ago. So, right. like, still. I'm wrong with so that. I was, like, yeah. catching up, too. Don't be ashamed. I seen, yeah. I first seen Belly at 21. I just seen oh, Minutes to Society. <laughs> okay. So, there are movies. I've never seen Boys in the Hood all the way through. Oh, oh yeah. goodness. There Come join us. You I have a long but what are some stuff that you did watch yeah oh oh my gosh i mean i was like surrounded by like everything that was like made by white people like i just grew up like friends like what yeah like like, uh friends full house all that like love full house yeah yeah Yeah, i watched a lot of cartoons growing up which was like partly because i had a little brother and Mm -hmm. so it was like always running what's the cartoons uh cow and chicken hey arnold yeah i love hey arnold uh angry beavers cat okay. dog we have the best cartoons man. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah, gosh yeah, so yeah. much yeah I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I watched uh, uh a film on um a youtube joint on courage the cowardly dog i did not know how scary that show really was yeah courage is terrifying courage, i was like what but as what? a kid i didn't think about it i was now, scared of courage when i was, I was little i've always I'm never liked that show. It. Yeah, oh yeah, it was, it was some stuff. They saw like the top 10 or top 15 scary episodes, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Those were terrifying. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's kind of jump into Black Girl Training itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the film and, you know, what it's about. So, yeah. Oh, you want to go? Yeah, you can go. <laughs> okay. So, Black Girl Training is a short film, and then it's also going to be a series to follow, which mm-hmm. is based on Emily's life. It's mm-hmm. about a young black woman who was adopted at birth by a white family. And then um, she, at her 21st birthday party, her family prevent or presents her <laughs> with the information to her biological family so she can reach out. And she fears that she's not black enough. So her two best friends put her through a black girl training to prepare her to meet her, her biological family. And um, hmm. it's based on Emily's life, but if she hasn't taken, you know, those steps yet to do that. So in, in a way, like her story in real life kind of stops at the point of where she got the information. But then, of course, in the film, you get to see the person actually go meet their parents. And then in the series, it will dig deeper into mm. like the actual things that she went through uh, mm-hmm. during her childhood and things like that. Whereas in the film, you only see the 20, 21 year old character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love that. Um, it, just hearing you talk, it made me think about. I know y'all remember we had a conversation about. Um, I think Moanjay, we were talking about love is and how oh, yeah. people were saying that it was 
um, somewhat irresponsible of her to show some of the things that she showed in that show. Um, I didn't even get to watch it yet. I didn't oh, either. I didn't either. Man. But yeah, I, I like the part show. where you say, you know, this part didn't happen in Emily's life, but that doesn't mean you can't make a film about it. You can't make right. a show about these mm-hmm. things yeah. because some some stuff is based on a true story and some of those things in there are fabricated or thought up yeah. or whatever the case may be. So yeah. it sounds really good. Well, so, I mean, I do. I'm sorry. Wait, got, oh. I, I do kind of. I'm one of those people that I'm very like, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but I'm I'm very, I love things where I watch it and it's like 100% accurate or it really mm-hmm. makes me feel mm-hmm. like, so like straight out of Compton, for instance, like, yeah. or uh, what's, what was that really long one that just came out with the boys group? Uh, a new edition. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the those are the things that mm-hmm. really ma- and Bobby Brown too, mm-hmm. those are the things that made me feel like this is exactly what happened in their life. Literally all of this stuff is true. And I love stuff like that. I mm-hmm. love when the characters look just like the, the person. Yeah. But this our story is actually a fictional story. So then mm-hmm. you should expect that it's not exactly what's happening. The character mm-hmm has a totally different name she's gonna you know like be yeah. different so she's based on emily but she's not emily right and so in those type of situations yes i think you can tell stories where it's not it's not really what happened or it's something that hasn't happened yet but after this i'm not going to talk too deep about it right now but i'm going to do a series about my life and that's going to be something that's going to be more like I want the character to look more like me. I want the character, like her name, I've already named her. She has the same initials as me, her. She has a husband who has the same initials as my husband. And she has a kid. And like all of those things are like literally lined up to be as close as possible to my life. And um, with this, this is just more of a fictional thing. So the the film won't be like that, but maybe the series might be closer. I think love is, 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 it kind of mixes in both of them because like you said, she, the character has a different name than the creator and her husband. It's just, I think she wanted to obviously make it pop a little bit more because they're dealing with, you know, not to get a story away, a dude that's really trying to get his life together and uh-huh. she's already here. Uh-huh. So the irresponsible part comes from people like, oh yeah, well, why would you promote, you know, being down with the guy when he too down? Like he, he need too much help <laughs> oh, now. What yeah. you doing, sis? So I think yeah. that's where that comes I'm from. But it. yeah, it's, it's yeah. really good. I gotta it's watch it. Yeah, I really, really like it. You know, you get, you get really well. You, you, I mean, obviously for me, the way I watch TV and movies and stuff like that, I just think that it's what somebody created. So I never right. want to knock what somebody wrote. If I don't like it, I'm just not going to watch it. Right, right, so, right. And I think a lot of people sit and do that a lot where I'm like, it's her story. So, I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Emily, you're a producer on mm-hmm. um, on the film. Uh, can you tell us what is a producer? Yeah. Um, so, and actually Santana uses a really good analogy. So, a producer is really the one that's kind of lining everything up, like mm-hmm. making sure we have locations and that everyone, like all of our crew members are really set, that everyone knows what time they're supposed to be there and what they're supposed to be wearing and what we're doing. Um, so the analogy really is like the producer is the one who like, if you're thinking of train tracks, the producer is the one who like clears the trees and lays down the tracks mm-hmm. so that the director can just drive the train and won't have to worry about kind of anything messing up the process. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that analogy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> I guess, Emily, since we're talking to you right now, mm-hmm. um, you were adopted and raised by a, wh- white fa- a white family. I was. And you were raised in, I was reading it, tell me if I'm going to say it wrong, in Avoca. 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 And I think I did map it a while ago. It's like west of Madison. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Interesting. She did her research. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I dig deep. When I'm I like trying to that. figure out what's going on, like put that in there. I'm honored. I guess. <laughs> I guess. How does that experience relate to the film that you guys are coming up with in the series too? Yeah. Um, so I think that like just growing up in a really rural, like midwestern town, like surrounded by white people, but then also like growing up in such a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like with the way it relates to the series and a little bit more of the series in the film, but definitely both. Mm-hmm. Um, you see our main character and she, she's kind of like trying to figure out what it's like to live in a city and what it's like to like meet new people. Cause I grew up in a, in a community where like I knew everyone and everyone knew me like before I could even remember meeting them. Mm. Um, so mm. our, our main character really struggles with like, okay, meeting new people. Like what is this like meeting people who are diverse? And then also just like trying to like fit in and trying to like figure out like how to be cool in a room <laughs> full of black people when it's like still something that's very, very new to her. Um, so I think that that is like a really, really strong thing. Um, and then also just like some of like the really funny things that like I remember like my white family members doing or like <laughs> my white classmates doing or like saying to me, I really want to bring some of those up like in the series and like talking about some of the microaggressions, but also some of like the really like dumb things that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, cause you mentioned that you had a little brother and I saw that too. Mm-hmm. How does it, it's because you got the experience, you know, kind of being in a more diverse area. How do you look at your little brother growing up as like a black man? Um, in a predominantly white area. How does Mm -hmm. that, how do you see that now? Um, Honestly, it kind of scares me. Um, Mm. So my mom adopted us and she's a single parent. So we don't, we never like grew up with a father figure of any Mm. sort. So just like being a young boy, like not having a father figure of any, of any sort, I know that it's got to be really, really difficult for him. So Mm -hmm. I've always tried to like fill in as like partly a parent. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm scared for him. And there's a lot of like conversations that I'm like thinking about like, okay, like what do I really need to teach him Mm -hmm. to be a black man? And then also like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm still going through black training. So like, how can I make sure that what I'm teaching him is, is the right stuff that he needs to learn? Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your age difference? Uh, we're eight years apart. So he just started his freshman year of high school. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. said eight years. I'm thinking he's like six. Like <laughs> Jesus, I'm thinking I'm 26. Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Not to kind of get in your business, but how was like dating since you kind of since look, I moved here? Or yeah. Since before I moved B- here. Both. How about both? <laughs> I guess, and I really want to know the difference because I'm 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 really into like digging in there. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dig away. <laughs> um, so growing up, dating was weird um because like obviously i had all white boys and like i'm not saying i didn't want to date white boys but it was a little bit the opposite like Mm -hmm. white boys didn't want to date me yeah or like there would be like like i had a couple situations where like i would have a crush on a boy but like his parents were racist so like he wasn't allowed (laughs) like it's like (laughs) oh man (laughs) i know really heavy i'm really sorry no you're fine it's it's like the truth though like i had to like really kind of like be like oh okay well i can't like this boy anymore i guess like yeah it was weird um and like even like when i did have like my first boyfriend and he was like this tall skinny white boy and like we would go to public places and people would like just look at us so weird and i remember it making us like both really really uncomfortable and like it was definitely a barrier in our relationship Mm -hmm. um and then moving here i kind of like as i started to date like 
kind of like everyone. Yeah. Um, well, I like got nervous to date black men because they would like make a joke and I wouldn't understand it. And I'd be like, oh, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I'm just really lame trying to like act cool on this date and it's not working. Um, so cool. Just don't mention Friday because I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> like, so it was just like a lot of nerves and like me just, like fumbling along. Like I was already like 18, 19, like mm. dating. That's already an awkward like place to be and then it just like added to it yeah. like me yeah. not being able to like really know what to say and you yeah. went to uw milwaukee right i did How, why why did you choose uh, milwaukee um so the film school there i gotcha. really i knew yeah. i wanted to study film and and <laughs> and i got a full ride hey i want to clues bombs always trying to be like modest about Tell that <laughs> <laughs> right. Said, no, behind like, your blessings. Right. You no better, you better, right. I'll be telling her. She better talk right. about that. Like, that's that little, that'd that be the first. That's, she better I got a full ride. <laughs> right. And that's one thing about black people. They will they will gas you up. So, yeah. right. They will yeah. gas you up. So baby, come on, tell her that she got a full ride. <laughs> a full ride. My baby got a full ride. Y'all hear that? Full right. ride. Okay, Titan Perry. They just be looking at people that are out of the street. Y'all hear that? I got a full ride. Yes. <laughs> my people like, she's like, my baby, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, anyway. Um, did you feel like you needed like this crash course in, on black culture? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like I've always kind of like felt a little bit like an outsider just because I was like, I don't know. Just like all of the stuff that like Santana <laughs> talks about growing up and like just I missed. I feel like I missed out and I don't so get to like. chased by loose dogs? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. She <laughs> said she loved dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Like, no, you I'm do done. <laughs> he bites. No, no, he doesn't. They're human. Yeah. Just kidding. Go ahead. So I just feel like like everyone in the black community just like talks about their childhood and like reminisces and it's really fun. I just feel like I didn't get that and I like don't get to like be like, oh yeah, that was great growing up because I like didn't have the same yeah. experience. Yeah. But you had your own experience, right? right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely very thankful yeah. that I grew up where I did and I learned and ended up to be who I am like today so is there anything that you've learned that you kind of of black culture that you kind of <laughs> are innately already had <laughs> oh that's a good question santana did i am i do i act black in any way <laughs> okay, okay <laughs> good question good, sounds. good question no, so <laughs> no i can't i can't think of it i'm sorry good question. i'm sorry so, i can't think and, of and i hear you two talking about getting your hair done tomorrow right, right? Yeah. how is how was it dealing with your different texture oh and type of gosh. hair it was so hard like my mom my mom like did her best and like bless her soul like she <laughs> would braid my soul. hair like she would sit me down and Show she like pictures. figured <laughs> no please no go to, go to her facebook page i went through her pictures um you went through my pictures <laughs> i did my research she you added me do you know what's funny before you keep going you added you guys at you followed us and i saw it coming i got visions <laughs> and you added me as a friend and i was like oh okay let's see okay we're gonna we're gonna interview them for show Wait, so i see. went through and i was like oh okay she 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 went through it i oh i she glowed up so it. hard i was Berry. <laughs> I was ugh, me at like 12 was just like a, I went through like a six year rough patch that I just never want to relive <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah figuring out my hair was tough because I like really had to just rely on YouTube videos mm -hmm. um but like even like finding like black hair supplies like my mom would have to drive me an hour to Madison to find any wow. type of product wow. that would like work yeah. with my hair so it was like really hard for me like trying to figure it out mm -hmm. on my own like trying to like use the internet to like know what's going on yeah mm -hmm. I, I definitely damaged my hair and like it was a really rocky wow time trying to figure it out but i'm getting there <laughs> yeah. okay and what have you learned about yourself through learning black culture as far as 
Um, I think there was a point where I like, f- like, kind of like let go of the need for me to be like, I have to know everything mm-hmm. and I have to like get it. And I was just like, I am who I am. Yeah. Like, yeah, either people are gonna like sure. me or they're not. Like, right. I can't change that. I can't do anything about it. So just kind of like was like, I'm gonna be confident. I'm gonna walk into every room, act like I own it. And if people don't like me, then that's their problem. Yeah. There we go. There exactly. <laughs> we go. Oh, yeah. snaps. I want to ask you. I know you mentioned it. Black before. girl trained. No, what did you? <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what did you think about the movie friday itself yeah because i saw you the post and you're like okay yeah, yeah. uh i oh mean God. i love the movie okay and like i think definitely watching it as like an adult was is very different than like watching it when it came out like years and years ago it's definitely a really funny movie um <laughs> there's a lot of hype about it y'all like everyone's like it's the best movie ever you felt like it was overrated i, I felt did like too. it was overrated i do too i would yeah. say it's the best movie ever friday it's a good black next movie. friday was better than the first friday negative negative, negative. Yes, it negative. Was. yes it was i really like, oh my God. i personally Come like friday now. after next i was gonna say i like after the third next one. With, yeah. with a cat williams yeah but yeah. i think the build-up uh. i think the build-up of it all was great because yeah, yeah. i mean it's his first movie so yeah, yeah, yeah. watch like you said straight out of the compton you see him sitting there just writing a script yeah. with kim and his, baby, his wife name and <laughs> like you you get to see that and then to really understand like probably what you guys are going through the budget yeah. and then a lot of the, i was just talking to somebody about this a lot of the people that they pick were from deaf comedy jam so mm-hmm. it's people that just like i just want to do something yeah and it's to see them blossom just to, for me that's how i see yeah. it and then yeah. you see next friday mike Epps come in and then kills it when yeah. you think like well, uh, well, well he too much of a big star him being chris tucker who's this new guy and then the third one and then probably a fourth one ended yeah. all up. Yeah. And I think you said that you liked Next Friday better, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we watched Friday and Next Friday and then I still have to show her Friday after Next. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were telling me and I kind of also a little bit felt like you don't really need to see Friday after Next. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I think like for me, Friday was better just because first of all, when we were kids, like that yep. was our first introduction to them. Yep. And now comedy is different than it was back then. For so sure. back then yeah. it was it was just like no amazing back yeah. then. Yeah. And then now when you look at it, like we're older, we have different expectations yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So if you see it for the first time now, it's just totally different. But I, I think Friday was the best one just because it was a classic. It right. was just yeah. like it was straight good one. without having to be so bougie and do too right. much or whatever. Then next Friday was was funny too it had more like laugh out loud comedy Mm -hmm. and so it was still good and then friday after next i mean i just feel like all the fridays are like the most quotable movies yeah for sure oh for sure i think a lot of the quotes for me came from friday after next next friday was like the the introduction the reintroduction to the first one and it kind of brought mike epps to another level of course and it has some quotables in it too i I really like that one then the first one was just just a flat out Friday, like like you said, just build putting everything together for what uh-huh. you know. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um let's see here. We got that. Santana. Let's talk about you. Yeah, your your role's kind of reversed where you mm-hmm. were trying to learn about black culture, yeah. but you switched and you went to with Platteville, right? Yes. Yeah, you come yeah. from Milwaukee, yes. you go to UW Platteville. Yes. Research that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does that relate to the film? Are we going to see some characters? They'd be like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, so, so in a sense, uh, the characters are kind of based on all of us. So like okay. uh, Emily is, of course, or the main character is, of course, kind of uh, Emily in a sense. And then one of the characters, Erica, is kind of me. She's the, she's the friend that's like 
funny, crazy. She cuss a lot. She just like <laughs> say what she got to say and like kind of don't sugarcoat it. It almost kind of offends people sometimes, but doesn't I like realize it. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Like that's how I am. And so like she kind of based off me. And then um, the she's very dramatic. I'm dramatic too. And then like <laughs> the other character, uh, Gabby, she's very like sweet. She kind of keeps Erica in check. Like, don't say that. And she kind of like, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, uh, she's kind of based in a little bit. <laughs> she's kind of based on our writer, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, and so you know Jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She, oh yeah. really? Yeah. I was gonna yeah, ask. She used to have a show next. here too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She had twenty some series. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that was housed here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Well, yeah. So that she that one is based on Jazz. Jazz is extremely sweet. Um, and so. Okay, to get to your question, <laughs> no, we're <laughs> no, we're not going to explore the fact that any of them went to Platteville or anything like that. But it does bring a unique twist, just for the simple fact that you know, yes, my upbringing was a completely opposite right. of hers. Right. I was basically surrounded around black people, and as a child, I really feel like I wasn't in a in a diverse enough setting as far as like seeing a lot of white people, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. In a way, I kind of felt like black people were the majority. Yeah. And I like, I didn't really understand that we were the minority until I went to college. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I really start to see racism and, you know, all of that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Erica's going to come out in a minute. What part of Milwaukee did you grow that. up on? Grow up in? So I mainly grew up on the east side, hey. but hey. moved around a little bit. Yeah. So I started to see that. And then, uh, that kind of gives me in a way a little bit more understanding to what Emily went through because mm-hmm. I was there for five and a half years and I graduated. I came right back. <laughs> so you didn't have a class in white girl training. Huh? <laughs> why, did you, no. why did you choose Platteville? So uh, yeah, I was right. in a, my, mom, <laughs> my mom kept me in summer programs all the time just to keep mm-hmm. me out of trouble. And so uh, I went to a summer camp there every year for probably like eight years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the director of the program there, who is pretty big in Milwaukee, you guys might know him, Carl Wesley. He um, he basically just like convinced me and my husband, we both went to college together, that like this is the place you need to be because it's close to home. It's the cheapest UW school and, you know, you already know people here and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, fine. And then like my third year, I was like, college is not for me. Platteville is not for me. But I was already too far in. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I'll just finish this out. So <laughs> mm, Interesting. I'm wrong with that. I wish I would have went to a BS uh, or a HBCU. BSU. Hey, HBCU. Hey. But I think the thing is that I'm kind of grateful I didn't go to an HBCU because yeah. if I did, I feel like a few things. Number one, I probably would have got kicked out. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would be pregnant with several oh, no. kids Whoa. or something. Like, I'm just saying, I love black men. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay, if I would have went, right. went to a different college, not yeah. uw Platteville, like... Me and my husband had broken up for a little bit in high school, and then we got back together probably around the same time we were, like, choosing to go to Platteville together. Mm -hmm. So let's say I wasn't choosing to go there. Me and him probably would have never got back together, or Mm -hmm. we would have just broken up because of a long-distance relationship. I would have went, seen all this sexy chocolate everywhere, child. (laughs) Would have lost (laughs) my dang Which which school would would you thinking of? Howard. I don't. I see. I didn't even look into oh, HBCUs. Okay. You look at, okay. I didn't. I was Should looking into. <laughs> I was looking into art institutes like Chicago, the Institute of Art mm-hmm. in, in okay. Chicago, and then also like New York Film Academy. But I couldn't afford that stuff. So Platteville was like the most accessible thing. But I didn't really learn about HBCUs until later. And my little cousin who went to uh, King, she went to Jackson State. And dude, just seeing her Snapchat and all the blackness, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I would have lost, <laughs> <laughs> lost my mind. Man, I yeah. got that swag. Like, what is that? 
the middle of the hallway. Said, Go get the class. So they doing this like graduation. <laughs> I would not be going. Then the to principal class, like, ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> He's swagging surfing too. Like, oh no. And I also, I also wouldn't have learned just like how to live in a white world either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of Cold people switching. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess kind of explain to us and our listeners if they don't know what is a director of a film. Absolutely. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so this is my first time directing a film. I'm actually a producer by day. Mm. <laughs> uh, at 371, I'm a producer. So I do, I do what she does. Or, yeah, I do that. <laughs> and um, so it's a lot of me just, like, handling stuff at work. And it's a lot of me just, like, like she said, just making sure stuff happens and kind of running everything in a sense. And so f- as a director... You're also like running things, but it's it's more so like you have that team member like and yeah. and I think with me and Emily we both have our strengths and weaknesses, so I really try to play to that. Like she's uh, more business minded because she also like minored in business, mm-hmm. so I push all the business stuff to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have that, and then like all the creative stuff. Uh, that's more so my lane. Is that as the director, I'm more so envisioning. Okay, I want this scene with these two girls, and this girl is going to be turned this way, and her hair is going to be this way. She's going to have this on, and like so that's my job to literally figure out exactly what the scene looks like and i'm i'm really learning as i go mm. and it's crazy because there's so many small details that i'm just like i don't care what that looks like just as long yeah. as she does this or says <laughs> right. this but you have to figure those things out because it matters and there's things like logos and stuff that can't be in the shot and like there's stuff like that that i'm just like learning about but for the most part as the d- director i'm the creative head of it mm. has there been any any scenes that you are working on and emily like you're like uh, i didn't go like that or is is it for the most part kind of you know everything's mm. working out for the for the i think for the most part it was it was pretty good there are a couple of times like jazz jazz wrote our script mm. um and then gave it to us and like as i was reading there was like a couple of moments where i was like oh this like really doesn't feel right I think the biggest thing um so at the end of the story um there's kind of like a twist with our main character's mom as she's meeting her mm-hmm. and like jazz wrote in something about like polka music playing in the background to like make <laughs> so a play on, on now like, <laughs> right on like white people and i was like i, don't so I ain't that kind of white <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i'm not quite sure if if like i've like never mm. really experienced white people listening to polka music but then it was crazy i went to like a holiday or something my grandpa gets up and he's like Emily you want to dance the polka with me and uh, I was like what did you say <laughs> when do we polka our imitate you know, life you know it's funny I was watching um, American Greed and they had this story about this polka this huge polka dude who had like this, this little scheme or whatever that was stealing money oh, and, like, it was, and it made me think of that because he, like, he was like he was like he was like Czech Republic white like he wasn't like oh, American okay. white but that's what made it funny <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask you to um, kind of piggybacking off of that how was it working with Jasmine as the writer and then kind of like what you just said the process of you putting your story in somebody mm-hmm. else's hand like I kind of mm-hmm. I guess kind of talk more about that if you have anything else yeah um, I think really all three of us sat on a phone call. It was like a two-hour phone call when we were trying to come every up with... Time. Yeah. Every time. Every time we well, talk, yeah. it's like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just like talked through. They asked me... Well, we were trying to come up with like ideas. Like, what are we going to have the story be about? And then I don't remember if it was Jasmine or Santana like asked me something about my childhood. And I answered. And then they kept digging. They're like, oh, you're adopted? Yeah. Like, oh, you're from a white family? Like, yeah. oh, you grew up in a really rural town? So... We kind of just kind of like spilled my entire story, and then they were like, "Yep, that's that's what the <laughs> the short film's gonna be." And then I, we just kind of gave it to Jasmine, and yeah. like we kind of Santana had like big points. We we're like, "We want this moment to happen. We want this moment to happen." And then Jazz kind of took it, and I 
I really kind of came at it from like a perspective of like, you know, I know my truths and I know like the things in the story that like have to be very, very truthful and very, very honest. But everything, you know, in between that comedy is going to come from, you yeah. know, like like poking at black and white culture. So yeah. I kind of just was like, let's just see where we end up. Yeah. And, and I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. And I think like uh, it's crazy because as long as me and Emily have known each other, I didn't know she was adopted. Mm. And. <clears throat> I mean, I knew she wasn't like my friends that I like the the majority of the black people that I'm around. Like so I knew some was up. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I, I, I know, but but I also know I just I know people like that as yeah. well. You know who who talk more right. proper and things mm-hmm. like that. And so I, I I didn't think too deep of it. But I remember one day, like right before I think I had. I, don't, I think it was right before black girl training and we were talking and we were at a meeting and we were talking about mothers and I was like, yeah, black mothers always. And she was like, my mom's white. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, and I, I mean, I wasn't super shocked, but I was, I, I guess I was kind of shocked. And so then on the phone call, like we were trying to figure out what the story would be. And we all just wrote down, I think our childhoods because initially the angle I was going at was going to be kind of like what my series about my life is going to be about. It was going to be about like the twenties as Mm -hmm. a black woman. And so, uh, we all kind of wrote our own stories about what we're going through in our twenties. Cause she's 22. I'm 26. Jazz is 29. So we're literally at different marks of the Mm -hmm. Mm twenties. And I wanted to see like what we were all going through at these different ages, but in the same, uh, decade. So she started talking about that and then yeah we we kept poking and then that's when i first literally on the phone learned about like her story and mm-hmm. so jazz was like yeah that's the story and i when before we even had the story i asked jazz and emily to come on because i knew that they were both extremely creative i knew that emily had already had kind of more like she's younger than me but she has more film experience than me mm-hmm. and um she knows how she knows about a script she has more narrative experience so i knew i wanted her on it and jazz is just like extremely creative extremely funny so it like in a lot of ways we just trusted her with the script Mm -hmm. and Emily contributed by being like, this is more so what I went through, or this is more so how I will react as the, you know, adopted character or something. And then of course me and jazz came through with like the blackness and the funniness and the, you know, things like that. So it all worked out. Interesting. Have you guys met each other's moms? I'm just curious. She met my mama. Yeah, I met Santana's mom. She got was <laughs> mug, child. <laughs> I was like, be prepared, okay? <laughs> no, that, that baby got a full ride. This ain't, this ain't the usual, yeah. honey. My mama is. So I told you, you need to yeah. be wearing your fro like that. <laughs> wear your fro like Embrace that. Embrace it. You know, one thing that I was really, um, I guess, I won't say proud because I didn't know you, but I, I felt proud. great. Yeah. Felt great. I guess proud. Um, so mm-hmm. you, about, I think about 80% of your staff is women and 80% is people of color. Why mm-hmm. was that so important to have on the, um, for this project? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a story about black women and mm-hmm. our target audience is millennial black women. And so it was important for us to, it's always important for me to, to work with people of color, first of all. It's always important for me to work with women. But just the fact that this story, that's our target audience and that's literally what the story is about like it was it was just a must and i mean it's kind of hard in milwaukee because mm-hmm. it's not a lot of film people here it's not a lot of women in film here it's not a lot of people of color in film here but we're making it work as as best as possible and, and fitting them in as we can so interesting I think that's dope. would you want to talk more about because you guys mentioned i think erica was your the character that's kind of yeah. based on you any other of the other characters like just was it three women mm-hmm. that's just it's three women her two adoptive parents, so the two white okay. parents, and then the one black parent. 
Gotcha. It's a very kind of small cast. And then we have a party scene at the beginning where it's a few extras, but that's it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Any casting done already? I know I think that's kind of the next step for you November. guys. November. Yeah, Okay, November. I'll be ready for my script. I was going to say, work <laughs> <laughs> on my monologue. You guys can definitely audition if you would like. Definitely. But I thought, was it, it was, could have been you guys or somebody else. Was there like an age range between? I thought they said yeah. 25 was a cutoff. I'm 26. So. Mm. No. No, I mean, I think like I look 21, so. so. I look clear. Yeah, I think it's like 18 to 30, as long as you can look like, because the characters are 21, 22, as long as you can look like you can fit that college aid, like the end yeah. of college aid. Yeah. Put my book bag on, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Random, <laughs> random, off topic, on topic. I don't know if anyone watches Riverdale, but the one of the characters, she plays um, Josie, Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. She in real life is like 31 playing a high schooler. No way. Yeah, she's like, she's in her 30s. And I was like, oh my gosh, she looks younger than me. Well, I know you guys Whoa. know um, Bianca Lawson. She played yeah. Um, yeah. Sister Sister. She, she still Buffy. plays Buffy. Um, in uh green oh not green leaf lord uh, jesus um queen sugar queen sugar there yeah and she, she's the ralph andrews like his what's his name kofi's like 22 oh, and she's lord, like i think sorry, she she may have just i think she's 39 and she's about to be 40 so she's been playing like high school roles for forever yeah so. she's a little Black she's a little crack. thing yeah I know. she is so <laughs> said beyonce crack. half sister yeah. Yeah. okay right <laughs> <laughs> you said y'all, y'all start production um or filming December, December. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that out Interesting. Y'all see y'all, y'all, and y'all doing it around this area? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You're not no hometown visits? No hometown visits. <laughs> I'm a pass for now. I know. I had it I'm a pass for <laughs> 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 I can't do that. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go up there. so I saw that you guys were um, getting everything prepared, raising money through Seed Spark, right? Seed and Spark. Seed yeah. and Spark, sorry. So much to pay attention. <laughs> um, I guess how confident were you guys in, in in the support that you had in, in regards to reaching your goal? Um, what a roller coaster ride of confidence! Yes. Mm. I think when we first went into the Seed and Spark campaign, I we were like, "Let's raise twenty thousand yeah. dollars in a Whoa. month." And then like a few days went by, and then someone said something like, "Oh, t- like twenty thousand? <laughs> like, yeah." And then I was like, "Um." Maybe not. Down, Let's girl. calm down a little bit. <laughs> so I took I took a couple of like a couple of days and was like Santana, we should raise like fifteen. And then I got her agree to fifteen. I was like, we should raise ten. Yeah, she's that. <laughs> like, she's that one. Yep. Yeah, I was like, we should just <laughs> make sure we can hit our goal. So. Um, we kind of set it at ten thousand dollars, and we were like crossing our fingers and not, not yeah. truly knowing what to expect. Still scared. Yeah. Definitely was still scared. And mm-hmm. then as the process went, like she said, that was a perfect way to put it. It was a roller coaster of confidence. And you guys reached your goal. We what, did three days before. Yeah, like your yeah. your yeah. set date. Saturday. Yeah. We reached on Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the last yeah. day is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I seen a uh, mm-hmm. oh, wow. A lot of well, before I seen a lot of about the film. I seen Jasmine sharing a lot of the um, yeah. stuff about it too. So I think I she got clout. Signed up with like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, let me hop on that clout train. I signed right? up with like three emails. Yes. I was like, hey. <laughs> 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 I follow. Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. All right, Marja. Yeah. So um, she said. So, Speaking about 371 Productions, um, Brad, who's the owner, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's the executive producer as yes. well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it been working with him and what type of tips and things that he's <laughs> giving you all to <laughs> produce this film? Brad is an interesting person because, <laughs> no, because, I mean, he's a white Jewish male. And, mm. I mean, he has a totally different experience, of course. Mm. He can't, he is, he can't totally, uh, relate to what the film is about of course but the great thing is that 
that's why we all make such a bomb team because we have people from all different types of backgrounds mm -hmm. and who who bring something different to the table and so what Br what brad brings is the knowledge of how to make a film he's a mm -hmm. documentary filmmaker so he doesn't have the narrative knowledge but he's definitely quick to learn he definitely knows people who knows people and mm -hmm. things like that and Give he also right, right. Mm -hmm. and so he also uh he just he's just very helpful in that aspect of like the filmmaking and the business part because he's had this production company for about 13 -ish years yeah a oh, long okay. time so he's been doing film for a long time and so he's he's just extremely helpful in the filmmaking part and especially the fundraising part he know all yeah. the people oh. all the <laughs> that's what's up yeah. so yeah he's he's, <laughs> he's been like a mentor of both of ours since we both start working there he's just that type of guy that when you start working for him he totally just if he sees something in you he will totally mold you he will totally teach you and be and be um what's the word patient with you and, yeah. and things like that and so since we've both been working there he's been helping us with our careers across the board and mm. then you know black girl training he's just been extremely helpful yeah. so yeah. we're like what's his number now so we can write that down <laughs> i'm trying to be molded <laughs> brad pause i'm trying to be molded brad pause you all up in the mic That's <laughs> right I'm, why are you yelling i'm trying to be molded brad are you hear me like, i need to i need to make molded. sure he hear me <laughs> yeah so like really good at um I think Brad like has very very high expectations for the film and for, mm. for yeah. us. So I think there are times where like we're like, oh, this is like very hard, and we start to kind of like give up on ourselves. And Brad just like really really pushes us to make yes. sure that like we are exceeding our own expectations and like we are setting our own like bars and our own goals like very very high. Because he just like definitely makes us just shoot for the stars yeah. and and not ever stop like pushing for. It to be as good as it can be yeah i remember once i went to a uh i went to actually i was in miami last year for my me and my husband for our anniversary and then i also just stopped by the american black film festival because it was going on at the same time and i went to this uh master class about show running and the lady was like uh somebody was like who were who were your mentors in the in the tv business and she was like all they were all white jewish men mm. and i was <laughs> like oh my god i have one of those <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like i'm gonna make it and <laughs> like i'm just gonna <laughs> make it and it's so funny in my mind i was thinking i was like y'all gotta taste the hollywood already that's yes. all it is <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, Brad is just an amazing person because mm -hmm. he literally, he wants people to stay in Milwaukee. And I mean, I'm sorry to say I'm not going to stay in Milwaukee, but I'm going to do the same thing he's doing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do the same thing he's doing as far as, you know, come back and, and give back and mm -hmm. help build other filmmakers of color mm -hmm. and things like that. And that's all he really is about is just helping build people. Like if they want to be a filmmaker, he's all about, oh, yeah, come meet with me. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you that. I'll show you a budget. Like he don't he don't hide nothing. And that's like, that's hard to find somebody to mm -hmm. give you those secrets and introduce you to those people. Very true. So yeah. we're definitely happy to have them. I had a convo with someone um, earlier today and they were talking about reaching out to um, black, not black filmmakers, but black people in, in a different industry. How, how has it been trying to reach out to, have you all tried to reach out to other black filmmakers or anyone else to try to get some tips and things of the nature? Has there been any resistance at all? Because I know a lot of times with the Milwaukee stigma is that when you're trying to do something that's popping, a lot of times our people don't really, Black know. people in Milwaukee? Or yeah, just, black people in Milwaukee. Like uh, just the whole, just in general. Like I only know a few black filmmakers mm -hmm. in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. but they've all been extremely open, oh, yeah, that's open and yeah. stuff like that. Ruben Whitmore, you know, he's one of the most probably known uh, black filmmakers here. Uh, Antoine and Rob, who work with him. Uh, who else in Milwaukee? I don't know. I can't think of too many people. I, really I can't think of too many black filmmakers in Milwaukee, Milwaukee. But 
the ones that we know and and you know we're a part of the Milwaukee Filmmakers Alliance we're on the diversity committee you yeah. know so we're we're kind of deep into the film community of Milwaukee and everybody in the film community in Milwaukee has been helpful I think That's Milwaukee is a small city so the filmmaking mm-hmm. community does definitely stick together and help yeah because so. I know in the music industry you know a lot of people got that whole stigma of working yeah. together but I just wanted to know if in, in the it's like film a low key competition yeah yeah those people yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I just want to see if that was the same thing in the film industry no, I don't think so. not that we've seen we've seen yeah. a lot of just everyone that's ready to support that's us yeah. and learn more about the project it's been really nice mm. so I guess what do you want people to get from the film oh so much um, <laughs> <Spill> it. <laughs> I think for me I want like black people to be able to like feel like I want it to be a feel-good movie mm-hmm. yes. and like just like seeing all the things like as she's going through her training like things that you would have seen like growing up like just like being able to like laugh along with all the characters like that is really really important to me um, but I also for me personally I want like young women who like were like me like moving maybe like from a small town to Milwaukee who like really have that like unsure about where they fit in and do I mm-hmm. fit into my com- community or like feeling like they're really on the bridge between two different communities to like learn how to be yeah. very accepting of themselves and like learning how to be proud of yourself and not feeling like you have to like somehow like reach this bar of like being black enough. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, that's what I want <laughs> <laughs> people to get from the movie. Whew. Yeah. And that I think, hard. yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree with that. And I think uh, everything I do every every film that i make in the future i think want i want that to be for black people and most importantly for black women and that's what i feel like i feel like this film is for black people black women and just for the culture and i just i want people to be able to watch this and um understand the importance of just having that confidence and really just accepting and loving yourself for who you are mm. you know that's why i'm so excited about this film because I, my theme this year for me is like black people we're not monoliths we don't we don't have the same background mm-hmm. but there still is something when you do see black people you get that yes. that feeling that oh, yes. it feels like, good. <laughs> feel good you just feel good like when we walk in yes. i'm like i want to give i wanted to give you a handshake but i'm gonna give her a hug she's black <laughs> i'm gonna give you a hug so it's just <laughs> I said if he was a white Emily, he'd be like, <laughs> right? No, no, I wouldn't. Made it sound bad. No, I made it sound bad, but no, that's it how did. I felt. That's how I felt. But um, no, but um, I'm, I'm so <laughs> church hug. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm so excited to watch this film and um Thank yeah, you. I, I'm like yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I guess kind of piggybacking real quick. Are there any actors or actresses you guys want to work with in your careers in the future? that I want to work with like ever like yeah. for the rest of my life yeah. um, all of them all of them <laughs> all of them yeah I like every time every time I watch like one of my favorite shows or my favorite movies I'm like yep I'm gonna meet that person I'm gonna meet yep. that person like I've cast some of my favorite people like in different scripts and roles yeah, like in up. my head already so you yeah. gotta just send it to him like I wrote this for you right like this one's for you <laughs> I highlighted your part already <laughs> just go ahead and send me a tape let me see you, yeah, you already got the part right <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I just, I, I want to meet everyone. Mm. I'm just, like, really excited to, like, take this journey and, like, see where Black Girl Training takes us. Like, Yeah. Somewhere big, somewhere amazing. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Santana? Anybody? I want to meet everybody, too. But, of course, I mean, the people that are just, like extremely important to us in the black acting community like mm-hmm. Sanaa Lathan and mm-hmm. Tay Diggs and Morris Chestnut and I mean you know like with all hair. the all the greats you know <laughs> with yes, hair with hair I love you Morris 
Done. <laughs> and Gabrielle, you, I mean, like all, yes, just Gabby. all mm-hmm. the, all the greats. You know, gotta have Loretta Devine. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, my thing is, I always think about this, and this sounds what's, what's not bad. I'd be like, oh, I gotta meet Denzel and like open before they get yeah. too old. Yeah, but they die. <laughs> No, no. So you no. Right. You no. no, but I've been feeling that way. You I, I don't because everybody can't be Cicely Tyson when they just here, and I just like, <laughs> I'm saying, get though. too old. I'd be like, oh, I gotta meet. I gotta sit down on her couch before she can't have them cue cards in her hand. Like, I've been feeling that though. Like, I miss all Prince. I can't do Prince. I can't do Mike. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Like, who's next? You know what I mean? So <laughs> you just wish. Really? No, I don't wish. That, I don't wish. That, I, I want to see them before they die. Terrible. Before they die. I can't. Can't go back. Dramatic. Right. Man. He's dead. Like, you know, <laughs> he died when he was in Africa. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Anyway, um, I guess shout out the film. Shout out where we when yeah. we can see it. If you want to kind of line up the you know cast, and we already got that, so you can skip that. Um, so yeah. Everything, everything about the film. Let yeah, all the listeners know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we start casting in November. Mm-hmm. Um, in December, we'll start shooting, and we'll shoot for a couple of weeks, like right in the middle of. Um, December we'll wrap before Christmas and then we'll start editing in January Mm -hmm. and then hopefully we'll be done with editing and have like a final finished film by like March or April of next year. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That's the goal. And then from there it's just like crossing our fingers and, and, getting ready for the series and yep. making the first season. And if you would like to audition, you can definitely do that. You can send, or actually just go on our website, blackgirltrainingfilm.com and go to the casting part. That'll tell you everything you need to know about mm-hmm. how to uh, cast. And we have a casting director, Joe Scott, which we're excited about. He's going to mm-hmm. make sure we get some get bomb people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can also just find us on, on social media all over at Black Girl Training or Black Girl Train 1 on Twitter and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Um, I was going to say something kind of important. Dang, I forget. What you going to say? Um, one last thing for me. When y'all watch movies now, since y'all in the industry, do y'all like pick the movie apart? Like, oh, this was a green screen or yep. this was a... 100%, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's, interesting. It, it is crazy because like, I think the more you learn, the more you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, probably in college, I, I used to do it just a little bit, but the college I went to, I didn't really learn like film stuff mm. really i learned more like news stuff like newscasting mm-hmm. mm. and so like i was still able mm. to just watch films and i'm still kind of able to watch films but now that i'm in more of a narrative space um it's harder because now i'm thinking about like literally when i met with my dp and we'll go over all the shots and the shot list and things like that i'm like oh my god like they literally have to plan out every single mm. shot so like sometimes i'm watching stuff and i'm looking in the background like oh so they put that clock right there mm-hmm. like they wanted them strings to be literally right there wow. and then end at her forehead like so like i just think wow. about all the things that was deliberate and all the things that was on accident mm-hmm. and what's it what's the dp of you my man oh a director of photography that's the okay, person who shoots it okay. yeah gotcha. so bad it just made me Cinema think of martin when he was like dead plumber <laughs> <laughs> <He's> sick <laughs> remember the plumber yeah, yeah. Yeah. what's that it's like dead plumber. <laughs> they started singing oh. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Maybe I do need black girl training because everybody laughed except me. Oh. <laughs> I was faking it though. Just, oh, okay. Just, uh, it just I sounded like, funny. That's look, number one lesson laugh and, yeah, and don't just sound yeah, funny. Everyone else Oh, oh they already know I've never seen Martin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I've seen like three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all my favorites. Okay, so you're going to need to put your number in my phone. 
She's already <laughs> disrespecting. And I will call you when it's time for our next round of Black Girl Training. Is coming because up. you're coming. She's, she's already disrespecting Baby Carter. Remember, she's like, I'm mad. She's it, sound it, like, uh, what's her name? Baby girl. What's her name? Be Simone. Be Simone. But you know what? I was sitting here this whole time and listening to you guys talking. Like Mwande said, I'm really excited for the film because it's so funny because growing up, I got a lot of oh my god you are so white like people would just be like you are white like you're not you're not a regular black girl based on the things that i did that my mom put me in i didn't grow up in certain areas that other people grew up in (laughs) and you know so a lot of people would just often be like you know you talk white you act white you do i'm I'm just acting like me yeah and like when it comes to not good enough when it comes right when it comes to movies and stuff like that like even my boyfriend he's like you haven't seen this movie. You haven't seen that movie. You are not black. And I'm like, why do I have to not be black? Or like, he's like, you know, so many white actors and actresses. I love white movies. Like, <laughs> but you know what's funny for me? A lot of times people ask me about stuff that I consider white people stuff. And I'd be like, never seen it. And they'd be like, really? And I'm like, no, fam. I just didn't. Because I've always been, I've always like, I had to I'll watch my Twilight. Twilight. I will watch Twilight like all day. I, I like Twilight too. I love Twilight. I like you. Twilight, Hunger Games, all that stuff. Phil. Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I don't like I ain't doing no hair you know, yeah, terrible, nah. terrible. Right, that's what I was gonna ask you guys how do you guys plan on um, presenting the film once you guys finish it are you gonna have like a big party you gonna show it you know uh, well, let me plan it <laughs> we're first of all first of all we're having a party tomorrow if you okay. guys can come it's at the landmark lanes at 7pm from 7 to 10 it's mm. free come by get mm-hmm. some drinks party with us and stuff hey. and that's just like a rap party to celebrate the fact that we're done crowdfunding and we reached our goal uh, and that we're still raising money if people want to do that. Uh, anywho, so <laughs> then also um, we are in with the competition. If we win, we get a distribution deal. Okay. And so oh, nice. Uh, nice. it's either, I don't know if you guys know Black and Sexy TV. It's pretty much I on heard YouTube. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Issa Rae kind of started there a little bit as yes, well. Yes, I do. I got that. Mm-hmm. And so, right. <laughs> so, so Black and Sexy TV is partnered with Erica Alexander from Living Single. Yeah. And, uh, you heard Color co- Farm. Yeah, Color Farm. Yeah. Company Color Farm. So those are the people who are doing the keeping colorful competition that we entered on seed and spark mm. so if we win we basically win more money like up to twenty five thousand dollars and All then right. also a distribution deal with either black and sexy tv or color farm or whoever mm-hmm. and then also mentorship so mm. uh depending on if if we win when slash we win. when we win okay uh we will have a distribution <laughs> Just deal with win. one of them yeah <laughs> or you know if that doesn't work we're looking at some other options but likely hey. likely it'll be like an <laughs> online thing and then i'm sure we'll have just like a, a screening of the fur of the right. film and stuff like that mm-hmm. all around so and then film festivals and things like that awesome. that's the one i was looking for yeah um yeah Excited. anything else you guys want to mention before we get up out of here no um, anything we missed did we target and we had so. a lot of fun yeah, yeah, it was fun. fun with y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all. Thank I you like all for one. having us. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I guess if you want people to follow you guys, oh, personally, yeah, website, anything, please, you bought that again, so people can all know for stuff. sure. All right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> our website is blackgirltrainingfilm.com, mm-hmm. um, and then our Facebook is Black Girl Training Short Film, and then Instagram and Twitter is Black Girl Train One, and I think it's the same for Snapchat. Not Instagram. Instagram is Black Girl Train, and Twitter is Snapchat is Black Girl Train One. <laughs> you know, I, you would think I would know. I just don't. Santana <laughs> always answers that question. Yeah, but that's okay because y'all balance each other. Right. right. Like, I don't know why I tried. <laughs> uh, and then you can pretty much find me on Instagram at you undergirl go undergirl girl Wait, under what? under space. Thank underscore, you. Because I was underscore. like, Wait, well, I start confusing myself. Okay, you is you go girl off of Martin. Yep. 
with uh with uh underscores in between gotcha, gotcha. pretty much okay. i don't want to yeah. give out my facebook because it'd be some creepy people I feel that right. don't realize yeah, i'm married and it, when, uh, just leave um, me alone. when is the wrap-up party one more time tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow wednesday the Third. 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 The third <laughs> at Landmark Lanes, uh, 7 to 10. It's free. Come out. Yeah, come. Yeah, I'm, I'm either. Next. And then my Instagram's yeah, The Keister. Um, so my last name is Keister, K U E S T E R. So mm. it's just like The Keister. Yeah. So I got you everywhere already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Episode 56, uh, as always, I am Reese Berry. I'm Lassie. I'm Juan J. And then our guest says we have Santana and Emily from Black Girl in Training. Make sure you guys check it out. And if you want to be in the film, make sure y'all show up for cast. Somebody we already got done on like. See you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Peace.